Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. And we are here with a very, very special guest. A lot of people are saying he's the best looking ginger in Major League Baseball. He's Cleveland Indians outfielder and my boy, Jordan Luplo. What's up, brother? Johnny, what's up, dude? Thanks for it, having me on. It was a pleasure to have you on, man. I mean, like I said, you just look at this guy's Instagram. He has the pictures with the skin-tight Cleveland Indian shirt looking yoked out of his mind. He's pimping home runs. He's good for the game of baseball. So I had to get you on, man. I really appreciate you doing this. But let's go into it, man. I mean, first of all, would you consider yourself the best-looking ginger in Major League Baseball? I have to say, you're definitely up there for sure. Dude, I try. I try to keep it clean cut. You know, I try and do my best, you know. Um, I do what I can. Let's just say that. I do we'll what say, I can. We'll say top three. We'll say top three. But it's just, I mean, it's been a crazy offseason so far, especially for a guy like you in the Indian system. I mean, one of the big guys and, and one of, like, the a main pitcher in the organization has gone now with Carrasco and Lindor. I just wanted to talk about that. When you see that in the news, are you just like, damn, man, I'm about to get my shot now. Like, I'm about to be an everyday guy. I'm about, about to be hitting the middle of the order because I can mash baseballs. Did you look at that and say, let's go? Like, let this is my time now to shine. This is my time to be the big dog on campus. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was obviously, obviously, like, unfortunate that, you know, they let those guys go. And um, I think they got a decent deal in it. And um, I was already kind of looking – looking for that shot anyways you know I was already had that chip on my shoulder like ready to go um I was feeling good this offseason like did a lot of things I, I normally don't um kind of just invested in myself and yeah man I'm looking for that opportunity to be that everyday guy and not just be known as you know the lefty masher and you know just facing lefties so and you do mash lefties like I'll I'll, I'll say that I mean th that video of you um, of you pimping that home run, like you pretty much just threw your bat into orbit. Like, I don't think the bats landed. It was like young Jose Bautista bat flip. When you did that bat flip, I have to ask you, did you, was that predetermined? Like when you hit it, you're like, I'm throwing this shit to the moon. <laughs> no, dude. It was more of like, I was Oh, for three Giolito pitched that day. Like yeah. one of the few times I faced a righty and he was obviously coming off his no hitter, I think yeah. um, against the pirates. And so he was shoving. So it was more of like a pissed off, like, yes like i got a hit today and we won the game like let's go it was kind of an angry bat flip for me um but yeah you know it's always one of those moments you just dream of and it just it sucks there weren't fans there but it you know it was just a great moment for for myself you and i are much similar because i also did that i was playing in juco um, we were playing a D2 junior college, kind of like a little exhibition game. I, I, I was healthy scratch, so I wasn't playing for 14 days because obviously I hit one. I hit below my body weight. Everyone knows that I was terrible. And I came into a game and there was this pitcher throwing, I think like low 80s, right? Now my eyes lit up and I hit a nuke and I threw my bat to the dugout. Like the dugout's pretty far in McCook, Nebraska. I threw my bat. My coach after the game said, you do that again, I'm sending you back to Canada. So that, I mean, that's the history. So we have the same thing. What was your coach's reaction? Because I mean, some guys like it. And then you have the old school managers that are like, fuck this guy. Like this guy better not do this shit again. Oh, dude, they didn't care. I mean, we were on a roll. Jose, or, uh, um, yeah. Jose Ramirez just like took us to the playoffs the night before on a walk yeah. off. Home. And then just like the energy built up in our team. It just like, it flowed out of me. You know, I just had to give it a toss and, um, it was just one of those moments that was that was special and, and you know getting the water thrown on you and you know going to the locker room after it was it was fun man it was it was pretty cool it i mean it was an, like i said it was an electric bat flip and i gotta go into your nickname here it's the background on your twitter the lupinator i mean i i mentioned this to a guy by the way like i told you earlier i mentioned this to johnny barbado and he said what the hell is that shit is that is that is that like a self-made nickname or do people actually call you that? And I have a recommendation after we give this background story here. Okay. So um, my dad played up in, uh, he played D2 at Fair State. I don't know yeah. if you know where that's at. Yeah. Up, Michigan, up right? Michigan, Michigan yeah. 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 So, you know, self-proclaimed um, legend of Michigan, uh, Mark Luplo. <laughs> you know, he was, yeah. uh, he, he, he called himself the Lupinator. And then someone made that figure or that, that photo. And yeah. so I'm like, dude, can I use it? Like I messaged him. I was like, Hey, can I use this in my background? Like, yeah, go for it. Like I loved it. So I just kind of ran with it. And uh, I don't think anyone really calls me that, but. Uh, okay. Thank God. You know. Because I, I yeah. have a good one here because we can maybe collab. I'm going to get some graphic designers here. We're going to start calling you the red rocket. 
And it's going to be like a graphic design of like you in a cartoon shape riding a rocket to the moon. Like, I feel like that's an electric nickname, the red rocket. Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not so original, but I think we can run with it. You know, since I'm top three, as you yeah, would say, no, exactly. top three redheads. So. Exactly. No, for sure. But I, I want to talk, bring this up also because you, got, you actually play in the outfield with a childhood, I guess we can say, friend or acquaintance of mine, Josh Naylor. I wanted to ask you about nails. I mean, when we were a kid, I don't know if you've heard these urban legends. There was him when he was 14 years old hitting balls 400 feet, shattering light posts. Like, what, what, what's your relationship with Naylor, and what have you seen from him in the short time you guys kind of played together? Yeah, man, he came kind of – usually it's halfway through the season, but yeah. halfway through the season was like, what, 30 games this year? So it's short-lived with him, but, you know, we keep in contact. He's intense, man. He is, like, full go all the time, especially, like, batting practice, in-game swings. Like, I, he's trying to shatter his vertebrae every swing. <laughs> like, he's yeah. going for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like he's, he's getting his cuts. He's getting his money's worth for every swing. And, like, when he what he did in playoffs for us was unbelievable. Like, five for five, took Garrett Cole deep. Like Incredible. Dude, he's a dude, man. He's, uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's got the hair. Like, helmet never stays on. Like, he's going for it, man. It's, he dresses uh, well, too. He does dress well, doesn't he? <laughs> Uh, in some people's eyes yes like i guess he dresses well for me it's a little it's a little too much but that's his style man he runs with it he lives by it it's uh it's a canadian thing i think so yeah and i talked about this with josh fuentes i mean i think major league baseball should look more into like the pregame outfits like i want to see you in like a nice drip down suit like javinci suit with some nice slides on like are, are you for that because i think it's electric when you see the hockey players, the basketball players showing up in these nice ass suits. Would it be a little bit different for baseball or I, th I think it would work in the game of baseball. I, I think that's where you're going. The game's going. I think you're right on, man. Cause it, with NBA, like you always see their, their pregame outfits and like what they're yeah. wearing. It's almost like a statement and it's like, people love to see it and people love to see what that player is representing and what he's bringing to the table, you know, good or bad, you know, Twitter is obviously whatever you want to, it's always good and bad, but um, I think I think seeing some outfits before the game would be would be good for the game of baseball. It would be. It really would be, and also would be like it it grow the insta a little bit. Like you could post an insta pic of you showing up to a game in a nice suit. A couple DMs will get slid your way. It's an electric way to grow the game on and off the field, man. So this is another thing I want to bring up because we have a lot of pirates guys in the show. We've had this is humble brag on my part, by the way. We've had JMO. We've had Glasnow, who's a former pirate. We I'm pretty good buddies with Stephen Brault. We've had a lot of these pirates guys, but I gotta ask you, man, when you played on that team. Do you look back on that team and say, Jesus Christ, this was the most stacked roster maybe of all time? Because you had Glasnow, right? And then you had J-Mo, Garrett Cole, John Jaso. I don't know why I threw John Jaso in there, but he's a legend. And you yes. had Andrew McCutcheon, right? Yeah. So McCutcheon. what a roster. Do you look back at that and say, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, this is insane. I know, dude. That was like, it, it's almost like the, I think it's Marcus Dupree, like the best that could have ne never happened or, yeah. you know best that yeah. never was so it's uh you know i got to i got to be behind glass now and brawl a lot especially in triple a when i was coming up they were a little ahead of me yeah but like playing in front of, playing behind them in the outfield it was like i'm waiting for my bat i'm i don't have to do anything out here i'm standing here for no reason like what am i doing in the outfield i should just yeah. be taking hacks in the cage i shouldn't be out here like Let's get ready for my next to bat. They're exactly. going to strike everyone out. Like I'm not, I'm not anything out here. So, and when you saw glass now, because obviously when he was with the pirates, he struggled. He wasn't the best pitcher on the team. And he kind of came into his own with the Rays. When you saw him pitching with the pirates, did you kind of see that this guy's going to be a dog in the future? Or was it just like maybe the, the difference in the, the training regimen stuff you had with the Rays? I, I, I think it was more of a mental block for him because yeah. in triple a, he had like under a one ERA and then he goes to the big leagues and you know, he, he struggles. So it was like, it's just a matter of time. It was one of those things. It's just a matter of time until he figures it out and he's just got to get out of his own way. And clearly he did because he's one of the most electric pitchers in all of baseball. And he's like a Greek God with the shirt off with the hair and everything. Yeah. Like he is good looking. Dude. 
Good looking dude. And I posted, he was uh, obviously one of your former teammates. I believe, I don't know if you played with him actually. Cole Tucker is dating Vanessa Hudgens. So just okay. Tyler Glasnow, humble brag post on Insta, just him, Vanessa Hudgens and Cole Tuck, just an, just an, just an uncomfortably good looking group. I would look so out of place in that group. It'd just be incredible. I look like I was Photoshopped in that group, but I mean, yeah, man, I just like, it's crazy to look at what Glasnow did last year because dude, he's just now he's everyone pumps this guy's tires on, on social media. You see it. I mean, pitching ninja is a walking Tyler Glasnow page now. So mm-hmm. did, did you ever catch yourself looking at him or Garrett Cole or something like that and saying, I can't believe what this guy does with the baseball. That's exactly what I thought every day, every time I see him throw on the mound and like just a, the way they go about their business is like, these are the guys you, you look at on the street. You're like, He's probably a big leaguer. Like he does something <laughs> special, like for sure. Like yeah. those guys, yeah. you look at them, they're like, yeah, that's that's a dude right there. And yeah. just like the way they throw the baseball and what they what they can make it do is special, and their their attitude towards the game and it's it's uh, very special. Dude, yeah, hey, Glass now, man. I mean, he's just gonna, he's going to be something serious. And obviously, I think he's on like a cheap contract. And that Pirates team, man. I mean, who would you say was one of those guys that you played with on that team? that you kind of can look back on and say, I can't believe I played with this dude, man. This dude, like, he's going to be a, – he's a legend. For, for me, I'll say it for you. I think it was Andrew McCutcheon. That, like, what he did in the city of Pittsburgh when you were there and, like, just him having, like, a strong hold on that city and th- they all loved him, I think he just had a crazy impact there. Yeah, man. It was, it was fun playing with him and, like, even Josh Harrison. Like, he had that kind of swagger about yeah. him and – uh Obviously, Garrett Cole, like he's the best, best pitcher in baseball. Um, man, J- even Jamison Tyon, like getting to see him work is is special. Like he never, dude, his attitude towards the game, it just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like it just brings energy to the field every day, and the way he's able to battle through things and and then still dominate is is pretty cool. Dude, yeah, Jamo's. I mean, I'm so happy he's back now and he's all healthy and all that kind of stuff because he's going to be something serious. Like, I told him that lot. We had him on last week, actually, and I told him, I was like, I'm really excited to see what he does. But even your time there, man, you get the call up to the show. I want you to talk about that. Like, where were you when you found out you got the call to the show and what was running through your head? Who was the first person you called? Because it's a crazy thing to look back at just playing for that team, like you said, all those those names, everyone on that roster. Mm Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I think it was like after a Sunday game, you know, we got done early. Uh, I had some family in town or my grandparents in town and I got the call. I was just, uh, I had never seen, I had just been called up probably three weeks ago from double A. So I, uh, I was walking down the street trying to just see Indianapolis. Like what's, what's, what's the city? Like what's, what's good. I hear it's a good city. So I got the call obviously out of my mind, like crazy. So I, I called my mom. I'm in a parking lot downtown. She's crying, yelling, all this stuff. And all, all of a sudden, I see Glass now. I see Johnny Barbado. And I, see, I think I, I think Brault was there, too. Um, and we go, and they're across the street. And I yell. I'm like, I'm going to the effing show. And they're like, <laughs> what? And I run across the street. Didn't look either way in the street, by the way. Could have got hit by a car, and it, I never would have got to the big league. But I run across the street because they're going into, uh, you know, to grab a drink, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to the show." Barquette just called me, and they're like, "No way, dude. We got an off day tomorrow." I had an off day. I was flying to San Diego. They had an off day, and they're like, "Let's grab a drink." And so we had a good time uh, at, at the bar that night, and uh, they uh, treated me well. So it was it was a good night. Just a legendary story, a legendary. Oh, I love those call-up stories because they can just come at the most randomest times. You have managers sometimes trying to fuck with you and say something like you're getting sent down or you're not playing today. But I love those call-up stories. And the next thing I want to bring up is, I mean, your roots. You went to Fresno State, I believe, right, in the Mountain West? Yes, sir. Let's talk about Fresno State because we had a guy on the show, my boy, Ryan Jensen, who's a first-round draft pick out of there, humble brag. So he loved it there. It's a it's a pretty good conference. UNLV, you get all those kind of good schools. What was your time like at Fresno State? Man, it was it was uh, it was great. I told myself I'd never go there because I was from there, but uh, they just they threw an offer I couldn't refuse. And uh, I was coming off a of shoulder surgery at a high school, so they stuck with me. And it, it was a great time, man. We had a lot of good players. Um, 
it's just a, it's a blue collar school. You just go there, you do your work, you grind, you have a little fun and uh, you know, you just, just try to make it to the next level. You know, we have a lot of good players. We got Austin wins. Um, Ryan Aaron Johnson. Judd, obviously judge. That's, that's like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, he was literally on my rookie card of, of, uh, of my big league rookie card. So he's kind of stuck with me for life. So uh, there it is. Yeah. Um, Dude, good dudes, good dudes talk about, there. wait, wait a second. So you said he's on his, on your rookie card. Talk about that for a second. What do you mean? He's on your rookie card. What yeah. does that even mean? Yeah. The first thing on the back, it has like a picture of me with the pirates hitting. And then it says on the back, the first sentence, it says, uh, teammates with Aaron judge at Fresno state. <laughs> hey, dude, give, me a, give me a little separation here. Like I made it to the, big that's league. crazy. You know, that's we crazy. Worked together when we got called up, but, that's uh, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's always funny because it's like, you know, if you go to Fresno state, you're going to get linked in with judge because he's, you know, he's Aaron he's judge, He's a dog. but it's like, he's earned everything he's got, man. Like he works his ass off. He's a great player. Um, he didn't start off great. But now he is. So um, I'll cut that. But I, I gotta ask you because you said you you said you, you played with Aaron Judge, and when you guys were lifting in the weight room, yeah. were you trying to stay as far away from him as possible? Because this guy was probably benching like three fifty five for five. Like I, I wouldn't stand anywhere near him in the weight room just to avoid that embarrassment. Dude, it was almost everywhere. It was the weight room. It was it was batting practice. It was around the. The only time you wanted to hang around him was when you're in school. So everyone's like looking at you and you're like, yeah, I got this guy. Like, don't mess with me. You know? So it's like, you're, everyone knew, everyone knew who he was. Uh, but yeah, he gets after it, dude, in the weight room. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's where I learned uh, to work and, um, you know, get after it. Like, obviously I couldn't keep up with him. He was, you know, six eight two forty at the time, just putting up massive weight and being in his batting practice group was miserable <laughs> because he was hitting balls constantly <laughs> over the scoreboard. And you're, I'm trying to get paid yeah. here too, man. Like take it easy. Dude, it, but uh, he drew a lot of scouts. You got to think, games, right. So and when, when you have a guy like that, of that stature on your team, it does help the team because there's a shit ton of scouts there and you can probably grab someone's eye. Right. Because let's just say like he has an off day and then my guy here, Jordan, Jordan Luplo goes four for four with two doinks. The scouts are like writing that name down. The scouts are writing Jordan Luplo down, right? Exactly, dude. You're sneaking in there exactly. any way you can, dude. And and when Aaron Judge, when he was there, I mean, I gotta ask. I mean, was this guy just absolutely just embarrassing pitchers in the in the in the Mountain West, or what? What was the deal there? He wasn't like you. You look at him play, and it, it wasn't like, oh, he's gonna be a big leaguer. It was, he's got tools he's raw like he had a lot of holes in his swing and um the day that got him drafted was like we were facing stanford friday night mark appell mm -hmm. is, that, is that name uh ring a bell houston astros right oh yeah what like, a first genius round i can't believe i just thought okay yeah yeah mark appell i know exactly who that is yeah and so he goes bomb squad off him twice that night on a friday night and we beat stanford they were like number <laughs> top five in the, in the nation yeah. like everyone's going crazy like that just put him on the map that was it dude it was game on like he's he's getting drafted getting paid dude and like, he, from that. he does he and i gotta ask you this you play with them does he wear a little bit tighter shirts i think i'm under that impression because this guy in shirts looks like dwayne the rock johnson and obviously he's yoked and i'll say this he's a massive dude but he his shirts look just a little bit too tight Am I wrong? Am I right or wrong on that? I mean, you're not wrong. Let's just say that. <laughs> like just... I don't. I don't think they had a size at the school to fit him yeah. in general. Okay. Like he had his custom cleat. Like he had to get different cleats. Team cleats. He couldn't wear the team cleats because okay. he was too big for the shoe. And then he forgot one of his cleats one time and had to wear two left cleats while we were playing Pepperdine. Are you serious? Like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Did he, did he is that like a legend down there? Like do coaches tell that story? He had to wear two left cleats and went two for four. Like did he did he do well that game? I'm pretty oh. sure he did well. I don't I don't really <laughs> remember the game, but I just I, was, I just remember the story like, well, who has cleats to fit him? No one. Like <laughs> nobody in this locker room has an extra pair of cleats. Yeah. Like, dude, you're screwed. So I think I think someone from Fresno State like drove him down and got him like i think he had an extra left cleat i don't know he brought two of the wrong two of the same uh footed cleats so, yeah, it was, 
That is, I miss college because that shit will never happen in the major leagues. Like that'll happen in like the minor leagues. I guess you could say that, but this is something that this is something that's also cool about you, man. I mean, in 2019, you had such a good year. Like you, you, you get that trade and a lot of people are just starting to mention you in that talk, like saying, man, the pirates could have kept Jordan Luplo, Tyler glass. Now Garrett Cole, all these guys, what was going right for you in that year in 2019? Because I believe you hit like 279, right? With 12 doinks, if I'm right, if I stand correctly on that. 15, but 15. Okay, we'll say 18 to be cooler. So 18 doinks <laughs> in 2019. What was the ball kind of like a beach ball for you there? What was going right there? Were you doing the same pregame routine? Or what I mean, when you hit that well in Major League Baseball, you're kind of you you're walking around with big balls in public places. I'll say that. Yeah, man, I, I definitely started getting a little more more uh, notoriety walking around, which was cool. Um, sometimes you just need a breath of fresh air, man. Like, same with Glass now. Like, he went to the Rays, yeah. and now he's flourishing. Like, sometimes you just need a new perspective. Or, you know, when you play with Lindor and Jose Ramirez and Carlos Santana, it's hard not to take some hitting tips from those guys, like watching them every day, taking BP in the cages. So I think that just upped my game that much more watching those guys, um, you know, go to work and, you know, have making me step up. Dude, oh, you just mentioned Lindor and I'm just thinking in my head how nasty he's going to be in New York. What was it like? I mean, playing with Lindor, because this guy is kind of one. He, you could get, I guess you could say because of his smile, he's one of the faces of the game of baseball. So what was it kind of like playing with him? Because you also, I think, humble brag, you have an Insta pick of you two high fiving, which did numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it did numbers. I don't know if it's on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, but what was it? What's it? What, what, what's your relationship with Lindor? Like, what's he like off the field? Yeah, man. He's like, he's very low key, stays to himself. Like, he's a superstar man like he he doesn't go out and do crazy things like he's always getting massages at home um you know just getting his body right he bikes a ton um yeah dude he was like a quiet leader i think uh i just think he was like trying to be they tried to make him be too much for our team sometimes and uh, he's just like a guy watch me play and i'm good yeah like I don't need I don't need to go talk. Just watch me play, and and just follow my lead. And I think that's him, man. And he just brings so much swagger to the game and flash. And his gloves disgusting. So everything, just an all around guy. But I'll say this for you because, like I said, I'm a big Jordan Luplo guy now. So if anyone comes at you, I'm putting them in a body bag, on Twitter, obviously. But um, I'll say this because obviously last year a little bit of a down year for you, a little bit of a struggle. This is what we're going to say. You, you just didn't want to waste your good performances when there's no fans in the stands. Is that, can we say that hypothetically? Let's roll with that. We're going to roll we with can, that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so every time every time someone brings up the, the last stats, we're just going to put an X. We're going to show the 2019 stats because there was fans in the stands and you're putting on an absolute show for the boys so we're gonna say that we're gonna we're gonna go with that so you could all are you gonna you could back me up but you can also say that too if you want yeah 2020 was that's fake news man that's like true it's it's all fake so it's like this is this new year yeah 100 new year, new- 2021 oh. is your year but i this was something that was hilarious by the way i don't know if you saw this but at your playoff game against the yankees somehow cleveland indians fans managed to get arrested at the game did you see that yeah. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Or because I tweeted it and <laughs> I said the world is healing. Cleveland Indians fans are getting arrested again. This is just a full circle. 2020's normal. Uh, right. That was like a little bit of normalcy to the world right there. Yeah. They brought it back to life. Uh dude, they snuck in the game. They were in left field just <laughs> hollering for no reason. Like clearly you're getting in trouble, man. But you know, kudos to them for how they got in, I don't know, but good for them. Like supporting the team they had the guy with the drum back there yes. like they were doing it man. dude and and if and i don't know if maybe i'm just biased but if i'm if i'm a security guard there and people manage to sneak in tip your cap man let them watch the game i mean if they somehow maneuver away into the stadium when there's legitimately not a soul in the stands you got to just tip your cap and be like all right you can watch this game but after this you're done like you're gonna get arrested like i feel like the the, the cop should have came up to him and said listen you can enjoy this playoff game, 
but you you're getting arrested after. So just enjoy the playoff game, and then we'll get we'll deal with the whole arrest and all that stuff. It's just crazy, man. I, the picture it looks like these two guys just they just like literally homeless dudes. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Were you just look like so? Did you see them in left field? Like did you see them in the outfield? Yeah. Yeah, man, they were there for a minute. I think the security guards had the same mindset as you because they were like, you know what? These guys are screwed anyways. Yeah. Like, let's give them their moment. Let them, yes. let them go. We'll give, them a, give them a half an inning or so, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get them. But, yeah, dude, they, they definitely came in. They got their cheers in, and they got their, uh, their trash talking in. It so. was so funny because the ESPN feed, like, just showed, like, a snap of it. Because what they did is they didn't want to see show the fans getting arrested – so what they did is when they like show the scoreboard to pan to the commercial, they just showed by accident these two fans getting arrested in the state. It was it was electric. Like I I immediately screenshotted that. But in the playoffs, you actually had a pretty big balls hit, like Clay Thompson gif when he's showing the big nuts, the game tying double. I believe it was off the wall against the Yankees. What was running through your head there? Because when that happens, and, and if I was in your position, I'd be like, holy shit, I'm probably blowing up on Twitter right now. People are probably pumping my tires. Well, like, are you, am I, am I going through the perspective of like me going to the batter? Yeah, like okay, we'll, the we'll, we'll do the whole thing. Like, we'll do, we'll break in news. Well, let's go okay. the whole thing when you step up to the plate, when you get the hit, and then when you're on second base or whatever, what's running through your head? Okay. So, like, I get called. There's a left, Britain was on the mound, so it was a lefty. Yeah. And I'm like, Naylor's coming up. Like, this is what we've done all year. Like, I come in if it's a lefty. Like, this is my guy. Like, I, yeah. it happens. If there's an outfielder coming up and there's a lefty on the mound, I'm coming in. So, I was like, all right, I'm coming in. Like, I'm hot at this point. I, the whole last month of the season, like, I was buzzing, buzzing, building up. Like, I was, uh, my bat was good. Yeah. Let's just say that. Coming off the walk off and then, like, the Pirates game, I, I had another double. And so, I was like, feeling pretty good. So, come to the plate bringing the righty uh heater heater i fell off and i'm like okay that's his that's the best he's got he's got a little sink and then i saw his slider and i spit on it low and away that was his best slider best fastball best slider i saw and i'm like i got this guy like this that's the best he's got like i got it i saw his two best pitches then he just decided to hang one and that, that wasn't a good idea on his part <laughs> no it wasn't no it wasn't. don't throw that one but what's wrong then I, yeah dude i'm i Let's see. It goes off the wall, and I'm like, "What? I did. I did one of these. Like, what else did you expect? Like, what? Like, you know, I'm feeling myself a little bit. Yeah. And I and I turn up. I turn to right field, of course, because Judge is out there. And I give him. I'm like, you know, do one of these. Like, <laughs> and he and he does like he does his head nod. Like, okay, he came yeah, to play. There it know? is. It's like game on now. Yeah. Let's go, dog. Let's go. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what was going through my head at the time. And then. Uh, I obviously look back after and I, uh, I really want to have a conversation with a rod and the other announcer. Cause they were really chirping me that at bat. Dude, they dude, were, I was, I was about to mention that because obviously Naylor yeah. was buzzing, right? Naylor was doing well, uh, the yeah. whole postseason, And they put you in who's the lefty specialist who's buzzing. And I'll say this, Alex Rodriguez is banned from this podcast for roasting you. If that, if that gives you a little bit of, if that gives you a little bit more, yes. if that gives you a little more freedom and all that, I'll say it. A-Rod's banned from the podcast. If he wants to come on, he's done. He's not hopping on the show. But I remember that, man. They were roasting the decision to put you in. And in my mind, yeah. I think I was thinking, I was like, dude, he's ma like he mashes lefties. He's a lefty, lefty specialist. Like, that's what he's known for. It's a playoff game. Obviously, yes, Nails is hot. But you got to put the lefty specialist in. And look, it paid off, right? You put, you put A-Rod in your back pocket. Right, dude. I mean... Uh, looking back and like listening to it, it just every time I listen to it, just I get my blood starts boiling and boiling. I gotta <laughs> yeah. just shut it off, dude. Yeah. I gotta shut it off because yeah. I can't listen to it. Because next time I see A Rod, like I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I don't know. No one knows. I don't know. No one knows. It's just I, I don't even know. So you know, we'll see. We'll see if he uh, shows up in the locker room or spring or something like that. And I gotta, I might have to say something. You might have to say, listen, A Rod. And honestly, you should put that on your Twitter bio, by the way. Like, you should put, I put A Rod on national TV in my back pocket. <laughs> like, that's something. <laughs> am I wrong? That's an electric thing. That's like a resume builder right there. <laughs> see, dude, I gotta hire you as my media that, guy. Like dude. I said, I'm a big Jordan Luplo guy now. Like, that's, I'm obligated to be a Luplo guy. Like, cause obviously you play the Jays a lot. When you come down here, the Jays are dead to me. I'm, I'm just a bit <laughs> like, that's, what's going to be going on yes. here, but it's just, it's crazy, man, because 
when A-Rod talks like that on the national scale and you put him in your back pocket like that, when you watch the video, obviously you get mad about him chirping you. But when you get that hit, are you just like, how about that shit? Like, you like that? You like that shit? Hey, yeah. What is that? Uh, Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Like, you, you like, like that? that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you like that? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. You got to, you know, you got to have a little backbone. You got to you gotta throw yourself out there and have a little swag and confidence 100%. after something like that. So it was it, it's electric to put guys like that in your back pocket on on national TV. It just the, the, the playoffs last year were weird. I'll say that because when I think of the Cleveland Indians playoffs, I'll think I don't know if you remember this, but when they had that game, when there was like a, 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 a B warning, do you remember that? Oh, with uh, um, it was against the. I think it was against the, the Yankees. It was against the Yankees, and they had like, uh, dude, who was the pitcher? The righty, big, thick, white guy. Um, he was on the mound. And he had like a bunch of. He was getting bugs, dude. In his and they and had stuff. to like cancel it, right? Like they had to like literally. Because I, I remember watching this shit. I was like, what in God's name is going on there? And dude, Jabba Chamberlain. Yes, Jabba. Jabba, yes, Jabba Chamberlain was pitching. Do you, he was on the mound. When I think of that, it just – and then I go back to last year. You guys are in like a like a great playoff series against the Yankees, electric. The stadium would have been buzzing, and there's no one there, man. I mean, was that weird for you? Because it's, it's crazy to look back on that and just say there was no fans at a playoff game against the Yankees. It's crazy. Now, I've, I've been saying this. Like, that could be a reason why we went to and Q because – Think about the momentum of the game. Yeah. Even even the second game when we started off, I think we scored like three or four in the first. Yes. Like the, the fans would not let the Yankees breathe at that point. Like 100%. they would not 100%. let the opposing team breathe. They are screaming at them, yelling, and then even even if I tie the game, that double, like they're on them, like yelling, screaming. And think about no fans. Like the pitcher was able to step back compose himself the whole team was like okay like, yeah they got to take a breath and like step back and and take a breath and and compose themselves they weren't able to the fans weren't like 100%. on them so I, I feel like that's a huge factor dude and and you you see it all the time man i mean al- although cleveland gets a bad rap for how bad the browns used to be and the kind of struggles that the baseball team had a little bit there when grady sizemore and all those guys were there those fans show up, man, and that stadium is massive. I remember going there when I was a kid, getting like collect, getting autographs from like Grady Sizemore, all these guys, and I'm looking up at the stadium, saying, "Holy shit!" Like when this place is packed, it must be impossible to hear yourself think. Did you get kind of a chance to play in an atmosphere like that in that 2019 season, where you're looking around, you're in the outfield, you're like, "Man, this is bananas! What's going on here?" Yeah, man, they are. They're electric. Once that right field bar gets rolling, yes. and it's about the fifth, sixth inning, and they got a few beers in them. Actually, probably more than a few, but <laughs> yes. dude, they get after it. They are great, dude. They start yelling. You chirp back at them, like saying what's up, and dude, they're great fans. They show up no matter what. I mean, clearly, they show up for the Browns every year, and this is the first year that they've showed up. The Browns have showed up for them. So, dude, um, dude they're loyal. I love them. I, I love the city, dude. It's it's a lot of fun. And you got an opportunity, man, to play for two cities that are like blue collared, brick by brick kind of cities. I mean, you had Pittsburgh, which is the Steel City. Those fans get mangled and just roast other teams. And then you have the Cleveland Indians, like I said, blue collared guys that just want to see a winning sports team. So you got lucky, man, because because like those fans are to die, like that's their life. Like the Cleveland Indians the Cleveland Browns and the Cavaliers. Like, that's it. Like, those are the kind of guys that they, like, they love all that stuff. Talk about the difference, I guess you could say, from your time in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh fans, and the Cleveland Indians fans. Is one fan or, or, or is one fan base a little bit nicer than the other, or is one fan base, like, roasting your ass when you have a bad day? Well, let's just say Pittsburgh is constantly roasting the Pirates. <laughs> constantly because i mean well dude they got the penguins and they got the steelers like wagons they're both wagons those are winning programs so it's like oh now the pirates are here they're the pirates are just here to be here like (laughs) they haven't won anything in a while yeah i'm I'm being realistic about the situation oh it's like yeah you show up to cleveland at least when i did they're they made the playoffs like they're going to world series they're winning games like they're they it's it's different when you win and when you don't you're going to hear it, man. And especially, you know, in Pittsburgh, they want, 
They want to win. They want to be in the conversation. You know, they got nothing really else to do other than cheer for their sports teams and, and uh, you know, drink some beer. And this is also, by the way, credit to me for this question. This is maybe one of the best. I, I, brought, the, I brought this up to Brault. Do you remember, what, like, what? who is the most famous person that has ever thrown out a first pitch in a Major League Baseball game that you played in? What a question. Maybe never asked in podcast history. Just an insane thing to think about. Well, humble brag myself, I think I caught the most famous okay. first pitch. Wow. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Wiz Khalifa. Holy shit. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm assuming, obviously yeah, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Dude, it was crazy. I, I knew he was coming about two weeks out. And th- we had McCutcheon. We had Marte, like yeah. Garrett Cole, all these dudes. And I'm like, I told the media lady, I go, I need to catch this pitch. Like, <laughs> this is my, like, I have to catch this pitch. Like, this yeah. is my guy. This is my guy. Like, I love Wiz Khalifa. He's my favorite rapper. I love his music. I've been following him for a while. And she's like, you got it unless McCutcheon or someone else asks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> of course. So, dude, of course. Crossing my fingers yeah. for like two weeks. And I ended up getting to do it and meet him, take a picture. Dude, they they introduced him like, oh, Wiz Khalifa, famous artist. And he like, he does this yes, to the whole I think stadium. I saw that video. I think I saw that video. Yeah. Epic, dude. Him and his him and his boys were there. It was it was so cool, man. It was such a cool experience for me. And um dude, I'll never forget it. What did he say to you? Like, did he did he say anything specifically to you, or was he like or what did you say to him? Were you kind of star were you obviously starstruck, right? Oh yeah, dude. I was like he I caught this pitch and I like went up to him and I'm like, dude, I'm a huge fan. Like I went to one of your concerts in 2011 back in Fresno, he goes, Oh damn, you have, you are a fan. Like (laughs) that's a while ago. Like, thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're, I love your music. Keep doing your thing, man. Like, wow. I kept it casual. I didn't want to be a fangirl. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, I kept it casual and, uh, you know, caught his pitch and took a picture. It was cool. And talking about fans, man, I mean, when you had a year like you did in 2019, were you just getting unlimited DMs from Indians fans, like, saying, I love you? Were you getting yeah. just, like, were you just getting, can you date my sister? Can you date my aunt? Like, what, what was going on there when you when you were having that much success? Because you had a string there. I think I you had a string there where you were just raking. Like I, the ball was like a beach ball for you in that, in that season. So you, you were like the hot commodity there for the Cleveland Indians at one point. So like, what, what was going on in the social media game? Were, were you gaining followers? What was happening? <laughs> the only thing I was, was happening, I was getting Venmo requests when I didn't hit a homer. <laughs> guys are, guys are betting on me in fantasy. And like, if I didn't do well that game, they were like, Hey, you lost me 50 bucks this game. Let's go. Give it to me back. <laughs> Sorry, man. Not oh, happening, bro. That's, inc- <laughs> that's incredible, dude. That's See, that's what I love because obviously you get it in football. You get fantasy football guys like DMing you like, dude, you just lost me fantasy football. That's what the game of baseball needs. You need that kind of growth where fans are so tied into just one specific player where it's like, I'm going to DM this guy and tell him he just lost me on fantasy league. I love that shit. I mean, I think that shit's electric. But what, like, who would you say got it the worst from fans when you would visit opposing fields on the Pirates or the Indians or whatever? Trevor Bauer by far. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just very vocal and, like, yeah. you know, he's got different antics, I think. And, you know, some people like it, some people I'll don't. I'll be honest, so, I hated him uh, at one point, too. When he was in Toronto and he wiped his ass with the terrible, with the rally towel, I hated him at one point, too. But now I've kind of grown past Exactly, him. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. exactly he does stuff like that like it's you're talking about electric like it's electric it in is. every way whether it's it negative is. or positive like, any press is good press and i i think he gets the most shit from fans and i think he deals with it the best so he really I mean, does. kudos to him dude i'm a big fan of him and and what he does and his his you know, how he's trying to change the sport. So would you say he's like one of the best pitchers you've played with? Like, or the one, okay. Well, won't say the best, like one of the most like prepared pitchers when he goes in every start, because he, this guy does all the, just the crazy shit before every start. Like he's, he's like doing the bands, he's doing plyo care, everything. So he, he's very dialed into every single appearance. Yeah. It's on his start days. It's a little, it's a little scary because he listens to like lamb of God all day. Like, <laughs> The screamo stuff. 
Shout out to my guy Art Cruz, by the way, the drummer of Lamb of God. Okay. I got to hang Shout out, out to him. Super cool. But uh, but um, dude, it's like it's like he's such this like kind of just nerdy dude, and then he busts out Lamb of God like screamo music all day. It's like. All right, he's flipping a switch, man. He's he's scary, doing it. So. Scary hours, that guy. When he pit like in the year <laughs> yeah. he had last year was insane. Like he just carved. Like yeah. I think I bet on him every single time he touched the mound. Like I was just like, all right, the Reds are gonna win this game. It was just easy right. money to bet on Trevor Bauer. But no, man, it's just like you've played with so many guys, dude. Like you've played with, like you said, Garrett Cole. Trevor Bauer, Tyler Glass. Now, do you ever like? Do you keep in contact with these guys, or are you just strictly Cleveland Indians business? No, man, I I, I like keeping in contact with those guys. Like, like the Pittsburgh guys, especially they, it was a different bond with those guys because we came yeah. up through their system, and the stuff that they used to do wasn't always, uh, let's just say, it wasn't always appreciated by the players. So yeah. I think we had a bond of like. You know, when you talk trash on your coach or whatever, when you're in college, like it was something like that. Like, yeah, you know, um, but I, I like to keep on in touch with J-Mo. Like I'm obviously following him. Brault, uh, we used to hit the karaoke bar a ton. Legend. Tequila Cowboys out there in legend. Pittsburgh. Yep, so. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Um, Nick Glass now a lot. I hang out with him in Arizona. Kingham, dude. Oh, that's that my guy. guy. He's one of my favorite guys ever. Man. That's the first guest it. on the show, by the way, Nick Kingham. We had in person in Toronto, just an electric interview. He's my guy. Like he's the international man of mystery now playing in Korea, but <laughs> you played with him too. What's a funny story you have about Nick? Because you, we get a ton of it. Like he's just a funny dude. Like he, he can drink too, by the way. And he can eat. When I went out to oh, sushi yeah. with this guy, he, I think he had like 60 rolls like by himself when we went out to sushi. Oh yeah. He can get after it, man. He'll, we, we used to live across from each other in uh AAA. And so we, we do like whiskey and Fortnite nights. So Holy shit. Um, the dream. Yeah. That got a little, got a little aggressive from time to time, but for sure. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely your dude uh, to call. If you want to go grab a beer, he's a guy's guy. That's what I call Nick Kingham. Like he's just the guy's guy that you're going to go to get a drink with. He's the international man of mystery, man. But let's go into minor leagues here because we always get the funniest minor league story on the podcast. What is your Mona Lisa funniest minor league story during your career? Oh, dude, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, like it sucks. I hate to see um, it. You hate to see it, but I had to do it. No, dude. I mean, I just remember the bus rides being a, a little, a little wild, and <laughs> literally, literally those. battling like the. We we were battling to sleep on the floor, like it was it was rock paper scissors. We're laying down bets, like playing cards, just to see who could get the floor and not have to like lay out on the on the seats. Um, winner gets the floor. Winner gets the floor. Like the greasy, disgusting minor league. Winner floor. gets the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, grinding, dude. Oh, man. Um, Man, that's a tough. That's a tough one. You put me on spot. I needed. I needed some time to. Think oh, we'll, about talk, that. we'll We'll come back to it when next time, because obviously you're obligated okay. every time I ask you now to come back on. You have to come back on. So when you get when you come back on, we'll get the minor league story of the week from you specifically. Okay. But what's like? Uh, what's your what's your show? What's your show moment then? Like, what's one moment you had in Major League Baseball where you're like, this is the show? Was it? like the the clubbies was it the private jets what what it was it the meals what was your show moment when you got to sit back and be like i'm in the show baby i'm living the dream uh let's see we played montreal we got to play an exhibition stadium exhibition stadium Stadium. yeah that we did a dinner (laughs) we did a dinner with Let's see. Garrett Cole was there, McCutcheon, like our whole team. And I was uh, going into double A at the time. So I got brought up to, to come in later in the game. Yeah. And we did the showiest dinner I have ever seen. And I'm sitting next to Cole Tucker. Like, dude, there's seafood towers. Like, everyone's getting steaks. We're getting them medium <laughs> rare. We're getting them however we want. Yes. We're getting the potato side. We're getting everything, right? It's, it's, it's all in. And we're not paying for a dime. So Tucker and me are ripping like Johnny Walker, dude. Just, just not even on it. the, yeah, just ripping Johnny yes. Walker. And next thing, next thing you know, Garrett Cole stands up and he's like, 
who in the hell was ordering Johnny Walker on the rocks? <laughs> and dude, I, I, uh, who did we blamed it on someone else? Like, I think it was, uh, dude, it might have been Brawl. I think we blamed it on Brawl. <laughs> I literally think like everyone was like, oh, it's probably Steven. Steven was ordering it. And it, it was so funny because me and Tucker were just keeping our mouths shut, just laying in the back in the shadows. Clearly it was us, but to this day, they don't know it unless they listen to this podcast. Oh, there it is. I mean, I, I might have to clip that because that's a, an incredible story, just gripping Johnny Walker. But that stadium, man, even though it was an exhibition game, that place was packed. Like, that was show. Just how packed that stadium was, man. They, sh- they Do you think they need a minor league? They actually need, they need a major league team in Montreal, yes or no? I think it'd be electric for the game again. 100%, dude. That was – I was sitting next to – one of my teammates and I couldn't hear him talk to me. Holy shit. Like we were, we were right next to each other and it was just, it was so loud. And the 50, 50 pot was up to $500,000. Like, Oh my God, dude, it was, it was insane. Like it was up to a hundred thousand dollars before the game started. Jesus Christ, man. Give it, give it me that, that stadium. That stadium needs, or that, that city needs a, 100%. a big league team. hundred percent. couple more things I want to yeah. talk about here. I mean, let's go into the next year. I mean, Obviously, you're, you're coming up to spring training, I believe. I, I, I guess pitchers report before you do. But yeah. what, what, what's, going, what's your mindset going into this spring training, man? It's going to be weird. It's going to be very weird, all these new precautions you're going to have to take and everything. But you're used to fans there, obviously. But what's kind of the measure? Like, what's, what's your mindset going into the spring training? Yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, it's, it's going to be a younger group of guys. And, you know, I feel like since I've – even though I've only been here a couple of years, I feel like I'm almost – going to be some sort of leader at least in the outfield um yes, sir. you know i want to i want to just guide the guys in the right direction and, and be that that stability in the outfield and that's you know become an everyday guy and become a leader and you know go about business the right way um you know with with these guys, other guys gone i think uh, it's time for dudes to step up and i think i'm ready to meet that challenge can we can we name can we get some like uh voting rights here who's your rookie going into this year like who's 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 the guy that's going to be let's just say bringing you the beers on the plane like we need we need we yeah. need to name we need to name, name you a rookie right because you're a vet now we'll see man we'll see I, I i don't really know who 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 are the young outfielders i mean mercado's been there up and down a couple years Naylor's pretty new yeah i think i think josh Naylor. Naylor's pretty new. He might need to do some some things here and there. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to wear him out. I don't but. think he would do it though. That's the thing about Naylor. He has such a big personality. I don't know if he would actually like take rookie initiation. Do you think so? Like, I got. I don't know. I think he would, dude. I think he's got a good enough head on his shoulders to where it's like it's not a pride thing, okay. dude. It's just like it's a boys thing. Like we got to do this. That makes um, sense. We'll uh, we'll see who who they bring up and and who's you know fighting for the spots next year. Who was your vet and what did you do when you were a rookie? I love the rookie initiation stories. I miss it. I miss being a part of it. What did you do as a rookie? <laughs> oh man! Um, so it was spring training, and this is when they traded Garrett Cole. My my like my guy was David Freeze. Like he showed Holy me the way. Shit. He was my first RBI. Like he was the guy the I talked to when I first came up. The go, dude, he's the best. The best. <laughs> Legend. Um, so we go. I came up like at the end of the year, so I didn't really have to do much. But the next year in spring training, we did a like rookie uh, play, like role play. And so we all had to come up with a skit. So there's about five of us in a group, and Mus- Joe Musgrove yeah. was our leader of the group. And he was announcing all of our names. And what we did was a, uh, like, you know, the bodybuilders, how they tan and they oh, like go yes. walk in the bikini, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we wore the, the short shorts and we rubbed uh, mud like all over ourselves to look like we were tan. Okay. And so we went in and, and we had to do, we did a walk around the whole locker room. And we basically said, oh, this is so-and-so, uh, he loves walking on the beach and late night dinners or whatever. And my nickname was Jordan <laughs> walking, walking around with the tidy whities and <laughs> all mudded up. Like, dude, I'm, I'm like shaking it a little bit for the guys, you know, just getting them, them going, up, getting them going, showing them the muscles, like, <laughs> uh, you know, doing the thing. And, uh, 
that was that was one of the the rookie initiations i had to do oh man i missed that like does that still happen Ooh, nowadays does that still happen nowadays like do you guys still do rookie initiation like that yeah somewhat it's a lot of singing on the bus or like telling virginity telling stories yeah is yeah. there any yeah virginity yeah. stories that's what like i think the, the guys in the jays did last year or something like that but it's uh we had him yeah. jackson on he tells like funny stories about like them having to kind of like dress up as like cigar girls and cut the cigars for the vets in the in the airplane like that shit is electric like i miss yeah. that shit but now obviously nowadays you can't kind of do that stuff but i mean it yeah. it, it sucks but Having David Freeze as your vet, like a, a World Series, le- like a World Series legend, a St. Louis Cardinals legend, what is he like off the field? Because obviously on the field, he was kind of an icon in St. Louis, and everyone knew, everyone in baseball knows who he is. He was the World Series hero and all that. What was he off the field? Very mellow. Loved to just hang out, play his guitar, like shoot the shit. He didn't drink. He just wanted to hang out with the boys. And kind of go to dinner or just hang out in the hotel, man. He just wanted to, like, tell stories and hear people's – just people rant about nothing. And yeah. and then when he got on the field, he was ultra locked in, man. Like, every pitch, every – like, if he's on deck, he's locked in. Like, he's watching what everyone else is doing. He's watching what the pitcher's doing. He's watching it's, – it's insane the amount of detail he goes through during each game. Dude. Holy shit. Like, and he reminds me, obviously not like he was way better, but of David Eckstein when he came to Toronto, when I, I looked at this guy, like this guy was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Like this five foot four guy at shortstop was just God. But like, do you also this, this, you obviously might not, but do you ever get kind of starstruck with some of the guys you play with or have played with, or are you just obviously more of a mellow dude? I mean, at first, yeah, it took, it took some time. Like, I debuted in San Diego and Kutch hit three homers that game. And his, his, his third homer, he comes in the dugout like, oh, he thought he was going to get it by Kutch? He thought <laughs> he could sneak it by Kutch? And I'm like, let's go. Dude, that guy probably just got called up a few weeks ago. Like, he is shitting his pants <laughs> on the mound. And you're like, that's just the mindset those guys have. Dog you know, mentality. Like, Dog dude, mentality. They, are, they don't care. They're ruthless, dude. This is a man's game. Like, I'm making money for my family to eat. Like, that's oh it. God. I, I couldn't even it's imagine. So Could cool. you imagine being like Andrew McCutcheon trying to walk around Pittsburgh? It's probably impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. Who's a guy like that, I guess you could say, on the Indians? Because you guys obviously go out for dinner and all that. Who's a guy that gets yeah. stopped every single time? And you could just say it's you, humble brag. But who, who's, who's – <laughs> uh, I wish. Oh, man. It was uh, – dude, at first it was Tyler Naquin. Okay. And then obviously Shane Bieber. Like, oh my God. Yes. Biebs. Like, we'll go. We went to five guys one time and like we both ordered separately. And like, I feel like I look like an athletic dude. dude. Yeah. Like, you're yoked. Like you're yoked. Like, you're yoked. Yeah. And, and these guys are, dude, hey, they asked me, like, hey, is, is that Shane, Shane Bieber? Did he just order? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it is. Him. It is. And I, I also it. play with him. If you guys want my yeah. autograph, I play with him. So like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm there too, guys. I guess, <laughs> you know, whatever. But no, dude, he's he's a legend in Cleveland and, you know, well-deserved by him, man. He's done great things. And talk about locked in every start. That's a dude oh right my there. God. Dude, he's – and he kind of came into it, I guess you could say, the same year you did, man. I mean, he kind of became a dog in 2019 when he made the All-Star game, right? And he was just carving. What was it like for you to be in the outfield and watch this guy on the mound? I guess you guys are boys, right? You guys are pretty close, I'm assuming. Yeah, dude. I love kicking his ass in golf. So, oh, yeah. It. So what's it like watching this guy on the mound? You're the boy that you kind of got to see mature and grow and get nasty at the game of baseball and just become a dog. What was it like for you to watch that shit, man? Because that's kind of cool to just see one of your best, one of your boys, the guy you kick his ass on the golf course, just be a dog. Dude, he is so consistent. Like everything is the same. And that's the name of the game in baseball. It's like, how consistent can you be? And he's out there every start doing the same exact thing every time, dude. Like it's just it's like when is he gonna mess up? Oh no, he doesn't. He doesn't miss, dude. He like he hits a nat's ass every time. 
Dude, and who, who's kind of the funny guy, man, on the Indians, like the jester? Who's the guy that's keeping the locker room loose? I'm going to assume it's you because you all say this. In this interview, you're an electric dude. Like, you're the kind of guy that I might, like, if I, if I had a sister, you'd get dibs. So who's the kind of guy? Like, who's who's the jester in the locker room here? Uh, oh, man. I try sometimes, but, like, dude, Fran Mil Reyes is just, like, the personality. Dude. Okay. Just the way he walks around. I mean, he's a big dude, so it's like every you see him coming from – you know, around the corner, you can hear him. You can see him. He's dancing. He's singing. Uh, he's keeping it light, dude. He's he's a good time, man. He he does a lot for the locker room, and I think that's that's unfortunate that San Diego got rid of him because that was a big pickup for Cleveland, man. And in, in the locker room, you need those he helps guys. A lot. You need those gel guys, man. Like those guys. And let's just say they're not the best baseball player. But they're the guy that's uh, that's keeping the locker room loose, keeping the boys going, man. I mean, who's what? Like, who would you say? Like, you said you go out with Shane Bieber to eat a lot. Who's the guy on the team that you kind of get along with the most? Like the guy that you're spent, you're playing, you're running Fortnite with, COD with every single day. You're talking all the time. Who's the closest guy? You're uh, who? Yeah, who are you the closest with on the team? Um, I would say Oscar Mercado, dude. When he came up, I kind of. I kind of took him under my wing a little bit, even though, you know, we're both outfielders. It was just, you know, I've, I've played against him for a while and um, he's just a good dude, man. And I love when he bitches about the NBA and Skip Bayless and I hate how Skip much Bayless. he hates him. Dude, I hate him. It's I hate so him funny. It's so funny. Go look on his Twitter and look at his tweets to Skip Bayless, literally calling him out so many times. It is That's hilarious. Incredible. But, uh, yeah, dude, he's always on COD or Fortnite or whatever. And, you know, we're always hitting the golf course, grabbing a beer um, and just getting after it, man. Always talking, talking baseball, talking life. Dude, and I got to give a shout out because we're talking about COD. I got to give a shout out because like I told you earlier, I was playing COD a couple of days ago with Nolan King and we're playing with this guy and he's talking about playing for the Yankees, the Tigers. And I'm like, dude, what's your name, bro? He's like johnny barbado and i said i said i looked at his i looked at his teammates and i saw you up there he said you're an electric guy what's the first word what what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the name johnny barbado a legend of the game of baseball an electric dude who just lets it fly doesn't give a shit about anything dude he is one of a kind (laughs) one of a kind dude he is like dude he will text me randomly he did this all throughout when we played together he is the biggest hype man like if he's your boy, he's like he he would come up to me like, "Loop, what do you what do you got today? What do you got?" And he kind of has this like, dude, he has this weird like New York accent that no comes for out no reason. He's, he's not from, even from yeah for, for no, no reason. reason yeah for no reason. Like he's not even from there. He's a Florida guy, yeah. but like he'll be like, "Hey, yo, kid, what do you what do you got today? What do you got for me? Like, what do you?" I'm like, "I don't know, man, dude. On my swing, like, uh, I'm feeling a little like weird today." He's like, "Man, you." you're the best out there kid you're the, you're the man like you got you got this bro you got you got two for four at least today with a with a jimmy jack what a legend he absolutely i do like let's go and dude he's, he's he told on me that time, he told me exactly what you just said he said that he would just pump your tires hype you up and he said it would work like did a little part of you were, were was a little part of you like man like this shit works when this guy's pumping my tires all the time man i'm in my head i think i'm the goat yeah, dude. I, it was, it was fun, man. He helped me a lot. Just like the confidence he brings to the field. And even when he pitches, dude, it's like, dude, he's just out there just throwing it all out there every single time he's throwing as hard as he can. He's throwing bangers like, and he's just helping his teammates out, man. He helped me a lot. And, uh, Dude, I love that guy. What a legend. And this is the last thing that I wanted to bring up here. Actually, second last thing. Before we get into that, can you say this is the most electric baseball podcast on the planet? Because I, we're just gelling here. This is just this is electricity. <laughs> I love this is just an electric interview. Dude, we're vibing right now. I love the conversation. And it's just it's high energy and, and we keep rolling. I love it. So Yeah, there it is. The most electric oh, baseball yeah. podcast on the planet. He said it, not me. But uh, this is the last <laughs> thing here. I wanted to go into this. I mean, next year, what? give us a goal here and if you hit that goal or if whatever it is i'm going to post it on twitter i'm going to get it i'm going to start pumping your tires but what's one specific thing that you're trying to improve on going into that next season going into 2021 with more at bats and all that dude i'm gonna steal some bags this year i'm gonna tell you that right now how many give us a number give us a number because i'm gonna i want to put the video up dude i want it i don't know what's a good number you tell me 10 10, 10, I'm going to go 15. 
Okay, 15. So 15 stolen bases. That's the goal for you this year? I'm going to get 15 this year. Okay. I, I yeah. actually, I respect the hell out of that. That's that, that's that's big balls energy. I love that. But, uh, I mean, 15. 15. Okay. So you, you, you're, you're sneaky fast. Is that what you're saying? Dude, I've been taking the – I've been going to this sprint guy this offseason. Okay. And he's been helping me a lot, dude. I, I, I feel quick. I feel like I can get it. There it is. Okay. So there you have it, folks. A legend of the game. He's going to be just mashing this year in Cleveland. I'm excited to watch what you do. Now you're, now you're, like I said, anytime I ask you to come on, you're going to have to come on this podcast. It's my boy, the, the, the top three best looking gingers in Major League Baseball, Jordan Luplo. I really appreciate you doing this, my brother. I'm fired up for you this year. I can't wait for it. Thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thanks for having me on, Johnny. Beer's on me when I come to Toronto, all right? There it is. Or when I come to Cleveland. It's seven hours. I'll make the drive for you. Make the drive for wherever you're at. Hey, I got the beers. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. <laughs>